Well, good evening, everybody. How we doing this evening out there in uh, Mandan, North Dakota, Mr. David Fettig? How's it going? It's it's a beautiful day, and unfortunately, we have to talk about more federal infringement about the <laughs> yeah, new well, We're going to hit that right quickly. Hey, Eric, good to see you. Meadows, Meadows jamming out to your intro music. Meadows is youngest one, so she's kind of funny. Josh Patterson. Josh, I got your picture. We're going to show that a little bit. Thanks for tuning in this evening. Everybody must be out hunting or coming back because I see the numbers are a little low tonight, but that's okay. That's okay. I tell you what, let's start this out. And if you would, sir, would you please read our Second Amendment? I don't know. I went to Mandan High School. That might be a tough one. We'll still <laughs> give it a shot, though. <laughs> the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to this, the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Absolutely. And uh, we start to show off every single week with that. Uh, I think we ought to start doing that on K-Fire, too, every morning, just because I know they're not doing that on uh, the so-called Wednesday show in the afternoon. But, hey, whatever, you know. <laughs> we got to yeah. give them a little crap once in a while. So Some people might need a reminder, too. Uh, I think a lot of people. I think uh, about, oh, pretty much 99% of the congressmen, they probably need a reminder right now. <laughs> yeah, they seem to have forgotten what the... Seven words actually mean it seems like so. I know I got a busy weekend coming up. I uh, got a, I'm going to be heading up there early Friday morning, stopping off at K Fire, and then we're heading to Fargo for the North Dakota Farm Bureau State Convention. So that'll be an interesting weekend. But how about you? You going to go out hunting? Ah, uh, I actually bagged my buck uh, on Saturday. Saturday you about did. five minutes too. I ran <laughs> up, tagged it, took a picture, so I didn't have to fight with the game warden. Did I see the picture? I don't remember getting that picture. No, no, I, I can honestly say it was a, a shameful tag to fill, but it was a big body, and what wasn't on his head was definitely on his butt. Putting putting meat in the freezer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was oh. it was a 30-yard deal, and the old 7 mag was overkill, but it still did the job. Ah, uh, heck, heck, Eric Newman, he used a 300 rum. I mean, that Remington Ultra mag all the time, so he says nothing's overkill. Oh, Eric, you must drag your knuckles when you walk. <laughs> I'm telling you what, now that we can use 50 calibers, I, I got the, we're going to try to get that on video here before the end of the of the season and use a doe tag that we have here and, and just show people that it's not the evil blow them apart the firearm that everybody thinks it would be on a deer. Because let's just face it, you know what a 50 BMG can do. And oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it ain't like we're going to be shooting these at, uh, at a mile. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I'm looking forward to it. I'll make a great video. We ought to be able to spark some some naysayers and some supporters on YouTube channel that we have. And I'm probably not called they'll probably call us fake hunters. We're not real hunters or something. Who knows? Whatever, right? So well, there is the notorious video of the fifty cal headshot that even hit the deer. Well, that's Keith, I believe that was a Keith Warren video, if I remember right. It was, yes. And uh, since then he's used that a lot. In fact, I think he's doing it to make a point that you still get the harvest of meat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> anyway, well, I guess, everybody, this is David Fettig. He's the owner and operator of 1760 Sports LLC. He's probably the janitor. Uh, you were the broom sweep for everything, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> I get to turn the lights off, and I get to turn them on, and 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dave's got a great little uh, dealership up there in Mandan, North Dakota. If you ever want to get a hold of him, here's his number, 701-390-8139. Again, 701-390-8139. I got introduced to David a few years ago uh, from a mutual friend of ours that, uh, unfortunately, he, you know, he passed away here a couple of a little over a year ago now, a year and a half about now. Yep. And uh, uh, John was a great guy, but he uh, he put us in touch when we were doing gun raffles, uh, starting up for the Farm Bureau up here in Grant Sioux County. So I, I've been a customer ever since. Um, seems like every time I come to your shop, I'm a little lighter in the wallet. But well, we do our best to help there. <laughs> He's got a website, uh, 1760sports.com. I can tell you, though, I don't think you monitor that as much anymore, do you? Uh, it, it's more or less a calling card. It's it's. Okay. It's basically a business card for me. I don't have a store on there anymore. So it's a good way to get a hold of me through the emails or just, you know, call, yeah. text, whatever works best for you. Absolutely. And again, guys, especially for our podcasters, 701-390-8139. So Jamie's gone. He decided that uh, I guess he doesn't have to work anymore. Um, so he's up there at, at the Golden Valley, um, the honey hole. We'll just call it that. Uh, I've seen some videos from there's he's seen some nice deer up there this year, but uh, nothing that he wants to take yet. So that's the way it goes. But Jamie is up there. He's uh, hunting. A, I think he's going to be hunting all the way through the weekend. I believe. I think he left at five thirty this morning. So he says we're on our own for the show. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he sent out the old text. Good luck on the show, boys. And I thought, well, I hope he gets his deer now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this was what he was he was waving to us right there. So. He's in the, mm, in the yeah. uh, Taj Mahal of hunting blinds. And I tell you, I, I still haven't made it up there. I got to get up there the weekend. I was going to go up. I couldn't. I'd change my plans, but I'll make it up there. I think we're going to try to do a little yodi hunting up there. So that'll be kind of fun. Oh, that'd be a blast. So here we are. Um, the reason I wanted to have David on was I know that he uh, he's an FFL dealer. He's He's got to follow the same rules as any other FFL licensee. 4473 forms are changing. Uh, the ATF and their in infinite wisdom of trying to make it as difficult as possible under this regime uh, called the Biden administration. They have changed the 4473. And, you know, I, I got asked here actually the other day because somebody went to, to buy a gun and they didn't realize this. And that made me think that, you know, maybe that's what we cover tonight. And I got told them, I go, it's not probably going to change back either unless we put a lot of pressure and try to get uh, essentially to, to Trump, and, you know, if he wins, so that he can change it back. Because if this was not passed by Congress; it's their own rule change. Um, I don't know if anyone's going to challenge it in court as of yet. Who knows? Uh, it, it will be determined. It can be. It could be. Who knows what will happen? But why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about what you know about it? Well, I've been comparing the the new one that's uh, revised for August uh, 2023. Mm -hmm. I've been comparing to the old one revised of December 2022, which if anybody knows anything about these forms, that is a very aggressive change. These forms usually last years. Wow. So that's that's a big aggressive change in itself. Um, the only thing I can harp, uh, any, F, any other FFLs listening to the show tonight, they gave us the instructions that we I printed off. I read through them. Right. These are set to set. They're going to set you up for failure. There, there's typos in it. There's bad information on the instruction sheet. I can't harp enough. If you guys are on the paper or the paper file, absolutely read the instructions. There is, there is definitely bear traps in the zero tolerance policy in this form. Wow. 
Imagine that ATF comes out with something that, uh, and, and you know, that's their intent. They want to make sure that then you were, you know, the zero tolerance thing going on on this, like we saw in Valley city uh, with the FFL up there. And of course they want to make it just as difficult as possible because they don't want us having guns. And they knew this was going to be the way to do it. This is their Avenue change the rules. It's like I always say when commies and Democrats don't like them, they change the rules. When they don't like the rules, they change them. And that's exactly what they're doing right here. They're changing the rules, making it harder. And uh, here we are now. Now we have this 4473 that you probably better get yourself versed in if you're going to be filling it out. Yeah, absolutely. There's They made uh, they made an adjustment that this is strictly for the dealers. Mm -hmm. um, Section A, manufacturer importer of if any, so for who made the gun or privately made firearm PMF, if the manufacturer and importer are different, include both. So now the, they're, they're figuring out a way to do some way to trace down these polymer 80s, you know, the homemade guns. Right. Uh, and keep in mind, they're not intended to be sold. They're, you know, it's one of those things you build your own and you keep it right. until you die kind of thing. But that, you know, people come hard for money and pawning whatever comes across. So now they're right. trying to figure out a way to track that through. Yep. So that's that's the first step that's changed on the dealer side that I've seen here. Mm -hmm. um, the instructions talk about some other stuff that has changed, uh, like resident city limits. That's a question or section B. This is now the purchaser's part. Um, do you reside in city limits? Yes, no, or unknown. That's actually not new. This was on the dealer the side, December twenty-two uh, revised reform. So you've already mm -hmm. been answering this if you bought a gun in the last year. Okay. Um, just shooting down the list, the questionnaires, usual place of birth, uh, dates, social security number. Um, none of that has changed, but when you answer question 19, country of uh, citizenship, check one or both or check one or the other U S citizen or other countries, country or countries specify if you're uh, considered a national you can check the U.S. box, which I'm not really understanding what the definition of national is if you're not a U.S. citizen. Yeah. But going back into the question here, uh, question B, if you guys recently purchased a firearm, question B used to read, do you intend to purchase or acquire any firearm listed on this form and any continuation sheet? So if you're buying more than three, there's a continuation sheet. Mm. <clears throat> or ammunition for sale or other disposition to any person described in question 21C through M, which is commonly all the felony and felons, right. uh, illegal immigrants, so on. So getting back um, to that one with the multiples. Now, I remember multiple gun purchases. Generally, we didn't fill anything out on that form, the, the original form. I haven't bought one on paper for a long time. Mm -hmm. Usually the dealer would fill that in, put them in there, and then they'd get asked that question when they called in the Knicks, right? Yep. So now we yeah. actually have to fill that in? No, no, that's oh. um, the multiple uh, continuation sheets always going to be the dealer because we're writing in oh, okay. the manufacturer uh, model, serial number, the type that gotcha. qualifies under uh, caliber and gauge. All right. Or gauge, not am gauge. <laughs> so it's, so that, that's, once again, that's the dealer side of it. But it's asking about the, it's basically stating that, hey, we know, we want to know you're buying more than one or two or three or 500 whatever your, your crazy collection can end up being on that day. <clears throat> should, should be as many as I want, right? 
Uh, hell yeah. Why not? Uh, Doug, uh, Doug actually chimed in here. He said he's been doing everything electronic. So I, you know, I threw it out there. Is it, is it easier doing it electronically? Like I said, I haven't had to do one for a while, but I haven't bought anything since they changed the form, at least not through a dealer. Um, bought a couple private sale ones, but that was family members. So not a big deal. I shouldn't even have admitted that right here, but anyway, <laughs> um, I, I said, I, it's last time legal. I did an electronic one, it was okay. And it seemed pretty, you know, pretty easy to do, but I wonder what's that going to do now? Um, the, my position on it is when you do electronic form stuff like that, you have your subscriptions and stuff. I do it strictly by paper entirely because it's, it's cost of overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a home-based business. If anybody's looked up the store already, you, you see that the, the Google drop is right on my house. <laughs> so Actually, I don't have behind to Behind his house. He's got his own building. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a detached <laughs> shop. It's out back. It's nope. We're following all city regulations here. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I think the the reason I don't do the electronic uh, form is almost entirely because of overhead, the ebook stuff like that. It's it's easier for me to keep paper books, remember how to write legibly, and and safely right. store that documentation. So it's I mean everybody does something different. I I do it as old fashioned as possible. Well, electronic, like you said, the the overhead to put the system in. By the way, they don't provide that for you guys. Um, anybody that's got an FFL and they want to put that in, they're going to have to pay for that, whatever it takes to do that. All they provide is the system from the ATF that you can access. Otherwise, you're on your own to do it all. If I'm Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's entirely up to the FFL dealer to install all the equipment that's necessary, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If we're not being forced one way or the other, it's just as long as we're up to regulation. Yes, good. Yep. All righty. So I interrupted you there, so we'll let you continue. <laughs> so basically, the old forum had a little aim of sight of on ammunition and stuff. These forms have always indicated where the ATF is trying to go next. So the fact that they took ammunition off the questionnaire on the new one gets my attention. Now, now question B now says, do you intend to sell or otherwise dispose of any firearm listed? on this form and any continuation sheets and furtherance of any felon felony or other offensive punishable by imprisonment for a term of more than one year a federal crime of terrorism or drug trafficking offense (laughs) federal crime of terrorism so that's interesting so everybody knows i'm not giving you the answers to these questions if you actually read the portion where you sign it's right there and says you didn't lie you're aware that you're going to prison if they figure it out you know the hunter biden thing more or less right it tells you right on your what you're supposed to answer how you're supposed to answer right and if you lie on it they're going to more than likely figure it out i mean it's not too often a federal agent doesn't already know the answer to the question he's asking you well, that's any police officer, or I haven't met a cop yet that doesn't know the answer when he's asking a question. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, they, or at least they have the perceived answer they want. Uh, it isn't always black and white. They try to lead you, and they do. And that's why I always tell everybody, no matter what, whether you're guilty or not, if you're plumb innocent and you're in a, and you're in a situation, do not answer their questions and get a lawyer. You use oh, yeah. your right. You have the right to remain silent and do that. 
I, every lawyer I know says, don't matter what you, what's happening, you do not answer their questions, and you ask for an attorney right away. And that's what I would do, no matter what it was. Um, oh, yeah. Just, and it's no different here. If I was to be questioned, it'd be interesting to see, though, in a situation on this, being you've already filled out the form, and they have a perceived uh, you know, lie, essentially, that you committed. That would be interesting. It really would. Yeah, so let's shoot down the questionnaire here. And yeah. once again, this this is aiming at the zero tolerance. You know, you know the ATF loses stuff all the time, and somehow they end up in <laughs> gangbangers and drug cartels. Fast and Heaven furious. a dealership puts an eye on Devin L somewhere, you know. Yeah, and, so, and and to be clear, everybody, the thing that happened in Valley City, this that was clerical. That was a human error. In fact, a lot of them were initialed, from what I understand, and there wasn't that many. It, it was yeah. just complete human error, and. That's never been an issue, and I can tell you that some, I don't know who they are now. I haven't dealt with them, but uh, when I worked for NRA, I'd met the ATF agents out of Fargo. They were good guys. They seemed like they, you know, they understood that people are human, and, and heirs do it. Yeah. So I'm going on what the new guys are like. I don't know how strict they will be, but I imagine what happened in Valley City came from the top. It did not come from the, the North Dakota side of it and work its way up, but who knows? I, I would firmly believe that because our – um our agent that roams our neck of the woods here. Mm -hmm. He's a stand-up guy. He doesn't seem like he wants to play dirty pool, but he sense the word. And, and I right. honestly think the Valley City thing could have been a whistleblower thing. Somebody seen something they didn't like and just wanted to cause issue. Oh, or, you know, like like you said, it, it could have came from up or above and they forced his hand. Yep. And he I don't even know if he was things. even involved. <laughs> Jay Titan, he says, hey, here's a toast to you, brother. The ATF pistol brace rule is dropped. Blow job Biden. <laughs> blow job Biden. <laughs> well, we can talk about that here a little bit, Jay. Um, I did hear about the injunction and in, in the uh, court case. Uh, it's not over, though, I don't think, but who knows. I, I imagine that there's going to there'll be another avenue. But, yeah, we'll, we can talk a little bit about that later here. So. Let's finish the questionnaire here. So yep. now they moved um, what used to be, let me look, double check here so I quote it right, 21N1 and 21N2. It's a two-part question. Okay. So it's a 21M now on the new form. They shuffled them around a little bit to make this confusing. Of course they do. 21M1. Are you an alien who has been admitted to the United States under a non-immigration status? Mm. Well, obviously, we would say no nope. as a U.S. citizen. Correct. So if you answer no, it, it is what it is. Now, M2, if you answered yes to question 21 M1, do you, do you fall within any of the expectations, exceptions stated in the instructions? And now let's go back to the instructions. This is where that bear trap comes in. 21M, immigration status. If you are a U.S. citizen slash national, whatever national means, <laughs> it is appropriate to answer no to question 21M1 and leave 21M2 blank. Now, <laughs> let's go over to our, our cheat sheet they tell us to read. And this Question is the one 21. that come from ATF for you guys. For yes, yes, this okay. is this is printed just right off the old. So everybody knows this. You can see this. Like you yes. go to the website, yep. type forty four seventy three in. This bad boy is going to pop up right away. <laughs> so twenty one N two. 
question 21 and two in parentheses at the end of the question now reads U.S. citizen slash national leave 21 N one and 21 N two blank. <laughs> There's no parentheses telling us to do so on the questionnaire. Imagine that. So the instructions on the form tells us citizens fill out no and then leave the second part blank. The instructions that they gave us separately tells us that you're supposed to leave both blank. <laughs> it's it, it's a bear trap, the zero tolerance policy for the FFLs. Yep. This is going to get a lot of guys. And the worst part is, is like you said, they got caught with initials. There, There's no, no, there's no initials. We are supposed no. to take that form and add it to the error list and keep that on file forever. Forever. And issue another 4473 and have them go through it again. And, and then we're supposed to document somehow that that's how that went. I'm imagining that uh, if I remember right, each 4473 form is also numbered, right? So it isn't like, isn't like you can um, just throw it away. That's, that's what I thought it was. So guys, mm -hmm. when you when you hear people coming out to you and saying it's an unregulated uh, business, how, does this sound unregulated to you? I mean, here's your FFL, dude. We're talking old, like a little form that the government come up with to run through the Nick's background check system and, and do a background check on you. So if you mess up filling it out, and I don't know about you, but I have messed up a lot of forms over my life just because didn't read it correctly, didn't do it correctly. Now you got to keep that indefinitely, by the way. Um, forms didn't used to have to be mm -hmm. kept indefinitely. They do now, but that's been for a while. And store these. Can you imagine if you've been in business for 50 years, the amount of paperwork you could have just in even mess-ups? And then keep that and then issue a new one. I mean, this is just stupid. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy what it is. Um, years ago, about, well, I've been doing this for almost eight years now. Right. Um, they used to have different rules. <laughs> they used to be, um, I believe, seven years. We could terminate yes. and, and destroy the documentation. Yep. Now, we have to keep it. So, unfortunately for my early customers... They didn't make it to the threshold before they changed the rule. <laughs> so I still have every piece of paper, you know, all that information on file is, you know, safe, right. kept away. And uh, another thing that they changed that a lot of people aren't aware of is, unless they change it, I haven't, haven't come across reading it. It used to have a rule that the FFL was required to keep their books and maintain their safety. And then, you know, whenever we feel that we don't want to be the guardians of our books anymore, we can turn them in. Right. Now, if you're not a licensed dealer anymore, you're forced to turn them in. Wow. So even if you retired and you kept them, now you can't. Yep. Yep. Now, that sounds like, so, uh, you know, de facto gun registration to me. It potentially is. And I have no doubt that's what they're using it for. You know, there is a, we've got actually, can, we passed a law several years ago, was supposed to prevent that. But I know it has. I know it didn't happen because we've heard about now that the FBI and the ATF they they didn't do that. They, when they do these background checks, they held on to them and they weren't supposed to. I think they had what yeah. twenty four hours and they were supposed to get rid of the get rid of it, but they didn't. They just went ahead and kept it. And uh, but we're supposed to trust yeah, them, you know. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, they have the the Safer Act and stuff like that, where they do the ten day suspension for under twenty one. Yes. Um, they terminate the 
the 4473 inspect uh, background check within 30 days of the call. <laughs> so they give us an expiration date. So if you don't hear back, it's from my understanding, it's a cold trace. You have to start over. Yeah. It used to um, be it was just to proceed, right? Uh, proceed, if you uh, deny, right. delay. Right. And if, if you didn't hear nothing, then you could proceed with the transaction, right? Um, North Dakota... I actually recently just printed off the rules for the state, okay. and I have I can't find it now, so I don't know if it's been removed. Uh, you, they, um, the NICS background check people would tell us if uh, no no notification is given by said date, you can proceed the transaction. I haven't heard that okay. in probably close to three months now. Hmm. So I, I I I should do more homework on it. Right. I kind of went to the policy. If I don't get a procedure deny. I just basically called the transaction a stalemate. I used to, you know, I used to follow state law, and I just tell them, it's like, hey, man, why don't you wait? just give it two weeks? Right. If I don't hear anything, then we'll go ahead, because legally, by state law, we could. Yes. I mean, that's well beyond the threshold, but I really didn't want to be the guy that said, hey, you're good to go. You're on day eight here. Right. Eight business days. You're well beyond the threshold. Go ahead and take your gun. Yes. And then they called me and say, hey, don't proceed. <laughs> and now I got to give your information to the sheriff to collect that gun. And <laughs> I don't want to use gun back. No, no. Because it's a used gun. And, and we... the worst part is I don't have to give your money back. That's the way the law is written on that. So it's it, it's bad for customer service. It's bad for clientele base. It's bad for everything. It, 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 just, you know, it just sucks. I hate being the guy that, be, that guy that says the infringement is, you know, I'm holding you from, you know, owning your stuff. But right. Ten minutes of fun for you ain't worth twenty years of my time. No, and why would it be? And that's what they've done to you guys. It's just like they made every business in the country a sales tax, a tax collector. Let's face it, that's what they are collecting sales taxes, mm -hmm. other taxes. You are a tax collector now. Well, they've done you. They've made you guys essentially responsible for their regulations, rules, forms, and now they're coming back and now they're going to start telling you, well, if you screw it up now, now we're going after you, the dealer. Now take your license away absolutely and possibly fine and or jail you i mean that's what they're doing and i don't know if anyone remembers this in the 90s when the clinton administration they called them kitchen table dealers i'm sure you maybe i don't know i got 10 years on you so i don't know about that so yep. um but they we, we were coffee table dealers coffee table dealers. <laughs> <laughs> and they were trying to eliminate them guys because oh them were the guys that and we're sitting there going wait a second them are not the guys that are the problem them are the guys that probably know every single customer personally because they do 10 to 20 transactions a year, you know, back then. They they had their FFL out of convenience, really. And so that's why they got yeah. it. And that's the people they wanted to eliminate. And like I said, that's because right, right. they were blaming them for all of the guns, which now fast forward here and we know about Fast and Furious and what our own agencies were doing, running guns across the Mexican border, dropping them off and then, getting in the hands of cartels and not just killing people, but even killed some of our border uh, people. So yeah, uh, we want to trust them guys. I'm going to go through a couple of uh, comments here. Matt Spencer chimed in here. He said the e-form just makes it so data is automatically updated in the fed spreadsheet instead of a person sitting there filling it out for a non-existent federal firearms ownership list. We were just hinted about that. Remember I said they're creating a de facto mm -hmm. gun registry and I know they're doing it. Um, have no and doubt. That's true. I've looked at doing like cloud source uh, um, filing mm -hmm. to help keep, um, you know, keep safe books. And um, usually when you read the disclaimer, the books are open to whoever they want to sell your information to. Right. That, that's also why I don't do it. 
Yeah. <clears throat> um, Doug Thompson there, he made the comment here also, also now if under 21 and it's auto seven day hold, it's actually 10 days. It's actually 10. And I, I think I read yeah. that on there on the website when they were going to that. And it's BS too. I, we and Jamie actually went over some of the numbers here not too long ago when they first started talking about that. And we guess what we found out? Most of the people aren't under the age of 21 that, that are doing right. the crazy. The crazy people, a lot of times, are under 18 if you want to get technical on some of these uh, other shootings. Otherwise, the range goes all the way to 21 to you know pick your age. It's There's no really – this 18 to 21-year age thing, that was just an arbitrary number because they, they figured they could get that through in the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which uh, – there's nothing safe in it that it does to make communities safer. Uh, just infringed upon us some more. So I'll tell you what, we are going to go, I believe, and take our first break, thank our sponsors, pay a few uh, bills, and uh, maybe give you a chance to get a beverage. So we'll be right back, guys, after the first break here. Lauer Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having, and when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hey, Bad Boys Custom Lures, guys, he says... Yeah, it took me forever to get it to let me to comment. You know, I noticed that for you guys are doing the chats. I've actually been flipping over to my Rumble channel. They weren't coming in here as fast as they as I'm seeing them on the live, and I don't see what all you guys see on the other stuff. I have a different menu of running the the actual platform. So, uh, thanks for holding in there. And then, like I said, I get to the comments. He also says that I like how he put this series. Then enlistment shouldn't start until 21. Can't fight die for your country but restricted when you get to home or get your get your home to protect yourself exactly if you're 18 you can pay taxes you can be tried as an adult you can enter into contracts you can be held accountable for debt you can be drafted if they implement it you have to sign up for selective service it's still there they just haven't implemented it uh, i believe since vietnam so you can do all these things but yet you can't own a firearm and exercise your actual second amendment right it makes no yeah, sense a terrible to me. thing isn't it i mean to me it's ridiculous um I bought my personal favorite is the politician that says that their minds aren't mentally developed this that but yet we have <laughs> 19 year olds flying you know 15 million dollar fighter jets yeah yeah uh, yeah their minds aren't uh developed but yet they're out there they're handling the the weapons of choice by our military Full autos, non-full auto. I mean, everything. They're out there launching rockets. They're flying jets. They're they're doing everything that most of these politicians probably can't do. Be my guess. None of them could. They probably don't even have enough intelligence to do half the thing these guys are doing. But yet, by golly, if you want to buy a, an eight seventy Remington, nah, you, you got to wait ten days just because you're between eighteen and twenty one. Yeah, it's insane. And they keep that record. And they keep that record. 
I guess that just means we'll just buy them privately here and then maybe they'll be gifted, you know, to anyone under 18 in my family. <laughs> you know, speaking of speaking of youngsters, me and you talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we talked about hunting, you know, kids hunting. You know, everybody, yes. you know, had that grandpa or somebody that dropped them off at a section line and said, walk the other end, I'll meet you there. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, you know, this this week here has been kind of, a brush up on trying to keep up with the century code, the state laws, the you know, federal laws for North Dakota. And right. I found one of them pretty troubling. Um, Clayton, do you, you remember what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. And uh, it's probably something that we're going to have to address in the 2024 legislative session. Now that you told me about it, uh, I'll let you finish up, but I did contact uh, a couple guys already, one in the Senate, one in the house. So, yeah, that's, so, so everybody's caught up. It's uh section 62, uh, .1-02-07 use of a firearm by a certain minor's prohibited penalty. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it? And guys, again, this isn't our century code. This is North Dakota state law. This isn't federal stuff. So, it reads the following. Any parent, guardian, or other person authorized by the parent or guardian of any minor under the 15 years of age who permits the that minor to permits that minor to carry or use any firearm of any description loaded with powder and projectile in public is guilty of a this this is nice class yeah. b misdemeanor mm. this section does does this section does to apply if the minor is under the direct supervision of a parent guardian or other person authorized by a parent or guardian so basically what that's saying is grandpa can't kick your kid out of the section lines, catch him in an hour down the, down the path. Yeah. And we all know what a class B misdemeanor does in the state of North Dakota now, don't we? I'm sure you heard about the Luke Simons deal for not having their proper license plate on his vehicle. Guess what that does to you? It also suspends your firearms rights in the state. Did you know that? I, I was not aware of that, no. Yes. So that's probably coming up in the next session. Maybe we're going to try to put something through in that special session, but then uh, the powers that be there said, nope, we're just going to keep it right to the budgetary stuff. So there's a lot of stuff. There was a lot of bills being introduced, but that was one of them that was going to try to fix that. So, yeah, if you get a Class B misdemeanor in this state, uh, you will lose your firearms rights, uh, just so you guys know right now. And it can be something very simple. I mean, a Class B misdemeanor isn't nothing. I mean, really. But in this state, it's enough that you lose your firearms rights for a year. So be aware um, of that. I'm not seeing the – I came across something. Maybe somebody can find it. Uh, there was some – I read something in this. There's this um, – oh, roughly 10 pages for North Dakota. Something mm-hmm. about you having up to 20 or 30 days to um, – get your gun rights back after getting a class B misdemeanor, but I can't remember where I found it in here. I, I might, boy, this new information has been a whirlwind of torture. There's, there's something with that. Um, I don't know if it has to do with the appeal, appeal process. I mean, you can be charged with one. First, you got to then be found guilty if, if you choose to do so. But a lot of people, they don't, they just take the fine and go and plead guilty. So maybe that's where it comes from. I don't know. I do know that, uh, well, here, Bad Boys Custom Lures just said it. DUI restricts you from buying as well. You're right. Uh, there's some mm-hmm. issues when you get a DUI in the state of North Dakota, and it doesn't influence your, your firearms 
uh, rights. I don't think they can come and confiscate the ones you have. But yeah, for I think is it a year? I think it's a year. Uh, you so. can't make any more purchases for a year, which is what the hell did that have to do with anything? You were stupid. You were behind the wheel. Let's remember, DUIs now, guys, are not the, the, what they used to be. Now they're what point oh eight. I mean, they're nothing, really. You could have went out and had a drink and probably uh, had a DUI, and you probably weren't drunk. But that's a whole other subject. We're not going to go down. But yes, oh, if yeah. you get a DUI, in fact, I don't even think you can go into Canada anymore, can you? If you got a DUI on your record, that's still um, a rule. Uh, I, I wish I could remember the statutes for it. Yeah, I don't we remember. Jokingly, uh, we jokingly call it the pardon from the queen. It costs you a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, bless the queen, she's gone now. and not, So I guess it's beg the king for a pass. If mm. if I understand this stuff right, and I might be wrong, it's 10, 10 or 11 years, but if you step foot into Canada's port before that time frame, they uh they gave you the have a nice day and don't come back without the pardon or we're gonna jail you. Oh really? Oh here we got some info. See we got a great list. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Oh what wrong one here? Two years. Uh two years with the DUI. So there it is, guys. Two years if you get a DUI, and I'm guessing this is the answer to the Canadian thing. Ten years. Mm-hmm. So yep. just so everybody's aware of that, which I mean they can do what they want. It's their own country, but. Uh, uh, DUI is ten years. You can't even go into the into the country. But I don't know why you want to go up there anyway. Fishing's good, but yeah. we we got just as good around here. They have some pretty rowdy shooters up there. The, the, comp- I'm sure the they competition do, world up there is pretty wild. We have a handful of guys that come down and shoot with us, and fantastic group. And that's why they come quiet. down here where they got freedom. Well, they <laughs> they don't like our rules. You know, we have slightly different rules, so they they kind of mm. give us a little guff that we have it easy, but. They uh, that we, we have they're, they're it easy. Fantastic guys, they really are. Oh yeah, yeah. Our our uh, competition rules are quite a bit different. Oh, we do a different style of firing. Okay. I yeah. see what you're saying. I thought you meant with possession. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> oh, that, that too. <laughs> yeah, it's that, man. That's a rabbit hole for another day. That they oh. can have stuff, but they can't sell it now. And boy, Trudeau some... sure made it rough. Yes, he really he did. did. Oh, Corey Merriman. <laughs> Been ten years. I suppose it has, hasn't it? I might be able to go back to Canada now. Corey says <laughs> that's a buddy of mine. He lives south down there by the by the reservoir down by Shade Hill. So, yeah, he. Uh, in fact, I got to tell you about Corey's little mishap there. He rolled his pickup right in the highway patrolman's yard just south of town. That's not good. Oof. So yeah, that that was a lo- that was a hard one to swallow. But hey, that's I suppose that has been ten years ago. Now. I didn't realize that, Corey. So we're good to go when we take off. I just you got to drive through Georgia, not me. And we'll talk about that some <laughs> other day. <laughs> so okay, back to the. Is there anything else on there we need to kind of make sure we don't yeah. get trapped into? Um, this one's nice, and this is a good whistleblower for the general public. It's against the law for the North Dakota to do any buyback program. So out of all the stuff that our politicians, local and abroad, are doing incorrectly, mm-hmm. they at least got that right. So it's it's illegal in North Dakota to do buybacks. It's prohibited. And I think we did that last session, didn't we? Is that when we passed? That seemed like Ben Koppelman mm-hmm. pushed that through, but I don't honestly remember. There's I don't been... see the the date. There's no date mm-hmm. sta- uh, put in I'm here, pre- so I'm, I'm not pretty sure, sure that's that... gone through. I'm pretty sure that was last session. I just seems like Ben was working on that, and it might have been the one before, but I, I know I'm pretty sure he was involved with that. But uh, uh, it's just, I guess that kind of leads then to going, 
you know, being our, if you get your concealed carry permit in the state of North Dakota, that still serves sufficient for NICS, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, those that have the card, on the top right corner of your card, you'll see an NTN number. That is mm -hmm. the number that the, um, the FFLs will put on your documentation. And that does gotcha. waive your uh, NICS background check. And that is go. a section on, on our forms. And, uh, and that's a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, we've got constitutional carry in the state for the residents. So, I mean, in, in reality, you wouldn't need it unless you want to travel through other states that, that still require permits, things like that. Mm -hmm. And most of them yep. do. I mean, Wyoming, you don't need one if you're a non-resident. South Dakota, you don't need one if you're a non-resident. Both them states, you may carry concealed in without being a resident of the state. Unlike North Dakota, you have to be a resident, unfortunately. But we'll we'll tweak that. Uh, that was one of the things you you have to get past what will pass, not what you want. Yeah, uh, we wanted the constitutional carry, so that's what we went with, and that's how we got it. But uh, there's room there's room for improvement. But anyway. The nice thing now is if you have a concealed carry permit, there's a reason to probably get it. Get your yeah, permit. absolutely. And you can bypass all these changes. You're done. You get your permit and you're done. Yeah. Um, I mean, anybody can go to the ATF website, you know, atf.gov, you know, mm -hmm. search 4473 and look at these forms and, and get, get versed in them. Understand what they're saying, what they're doing. You know, yep. knowledge is power. It's, it's not a secret. These are federal documents. Um, for the people that would go, oh, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> the, the, the part of this form is on the dealer side. So uh, 28, no NICS check is required because the background check was approved by, uh, was completed during the NFA approval process. Right. So essentially when you buy a suppressor or anything, that would be a controlled item under the class, uh, what's known as a class three, that box is checked and we don't follow through with the background check. You just fill out the 4473 for our documentation of who picked it up essentially. Okay. Now, the part to the um, the, con the concealed carry permits is uh, question 29. No NICS check is required because a transferee slash buyer has a valid permit for the state where the transfer is taking place, which qualifies as an exemption to NICS. And the question as issuing state and permit type, date issuance, if any, expiration, if any, and permit ID number. So it's... I think I just gave you 30 seconds of why you should go take that class. I think that's exactly what you just did. <laughs> I was just, I was, I was, what I was doing was uh, kind of going through the ATF website here, uh, looking at this. And yeah, if you want to find any of this, it's on there, guys. It absolutely is. I mean, there's actually more than what we've been talking about on there. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Here, I'll just pull this up here. All right, there it is right there. We'll maximize it. Oh, but we'll see what the chat's on. So. Anyway, you can see right here oh, this. Zoom in on that again so everybody can get a good read on that. Okay. There you go. So you see Form 4, Application for Tax-Exempt Transfer. Yes. Form under 4. 5. Four, form 5. five. Okay. I'll just bring it up. How about that? Yeah. Can you see that? Okay. So um, I can't quite read it, but I'm fairly, fairly familiar with it. I used, I used to do suppressors. I, I gave it up. Um there's just too many people around this neck of the woods to do it. And right. Well, I tell you, well, it's hard to sell them when you walk into a bar and say, who can sell me a can and five people raise their hand. <laughs> so now, that but... form right there, um, everybody does their own thing with their NFA stuff. 
And since okay. we're since we're looking at this form, that form right there is the form that is filled out when you pass away, and oh. you uh, either will the suppressor or controlled item to your kid, brother, cousin, whatever. Gotcha. As long as they're able to legally own the article that you will to them, that's the form they fill out. So your next of kin does not fill out a two hundred dollar tax stamp. No, they just that's already been paid, so that transfers. Yep. So yep, is this the same one you do form. as if, say, you move from one state to another state for yourself? Or no. Or is that a different one? No, that's, um, oh, gosh, uh, 2910, I think, is the number for that one. That could be. It's, it's the same form you'd fill out uh, if you were to travel abroad with a controlled item for an extended period. Oh, okay. So, like, like say, you know, you do the Florida trip and you go down there and you're going to be there for two weeks you'd fill out the form for that. But if you're only there for three days, I'm I'm pretty certain it says on the form, don't waste our time. Don't don't even send it to us. <laughs> I don't think we should have to waste our time anyway, but that's just me. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's exactly how they say it too, is, you know, if you're not going to do extended stay, don't, don't bother sending this to us. Right. But it's the same form you'd use if you were to move. Gotcha. Yeah, tra firearms transaction record over the counter, that... Yeah, and there's guys when you go to the forms, firearm forms on the actual website. And I can bring this back up again. There. Oh, I guess you can see it now. So when you go on this, you can see there are just this is every form you need, whether it's the 4473, whether it's the ones for the firearms licensees, there's some there that partake that they're going to need. There's also an actual firearms licensees, it's got your dealer stuff, your types. Type 01, Type 02, every single dealer type is on here that's listed. Uh, if I went through this, I imagine that uh, there's a form in here that tells you how to apply to become a dealer, I'm guessing. Oh, and, yeah. yeah I mean, everything's on there. here. Yeah, get familiar with the website. I've been there before. Here's a federal, federal firearms licensee theft and loss report. And uh, I know the FFL dealer out of uh, Isabel, he had to go through that here just a couple of years ago mm -hmm. when he had a bunch of stuff stolen. They Recovered some of it, but most of it's gone. Um, and the them boys are in jail for a long time. That did it? Oh so. yeah, yeah. A, a fun one. Like going back to like the Fast and the Furious uh, deal that happened with Obama. Mm -hmm. If you go back to, I believe it's Form Ten. It's referred to as the death certificate. Really? Okay. Whenever a federal agency takes a firearm in. Mm -hmm. They can't sell it back to the general public. It's supposed to be destroyed. And they fill out the Form 10 to show that the government has that firearm. Really? I believe it's the Form 10. It might be the Form 9. But okay. we've seen Form 4, Form 5 for the suppressor stuff and automatic short barrel stuff, whatever. Um, Form 10 on that list. It Form should be right there 10. on the bottom. Can you see it? Application for registration of firearms acquired by certain government entities. That yep, the one? That's considered the death certificate. That's what it's referred to as. Oh, really? There it is. Can you see that? I I can't. I'm sure. I'm sure oh. everybody else can probably though. You know, our screen's yeah. only six inches here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right here it is. Application for registration of firearms acquired by a certain governmental entity. <laughs> for a certain government. So that's I yeah. like how they word that. Yeah. So like an example, like the guns in the Fast and Furious. Should have all that, had one of these. They should all have had that. Yeah. And uh -huh. the description of that form is, I believe it says in the instructions, that the firearms cannot be transferred to anybody else. They have to be destroyed. It says here, 
Form must be submitted in duplicate. Form 10 may be photocopied or computer-generated version. Only one firearm may be listed on each form. If more, attached listing may be used. Serial number should be noted and reflected in that. Uh, preferred that the original carbon co- or the original and carbon copy be typed, although pen and ink entries are acceptable. Signature on each one. Uh, number two. That was just eight. That was number one, A, B, C, D, and E. <laughs> so yeah. Then the applicant will forward the original one copy of the form to the NFA Division, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. And it's got their address. ATF will then return the original form showing approval or disapproval to the applicant. Approval authorized will take effect the registration of firearm to the entity. The approved form must be retained with permanent records of the entity. You can't transfer of the firearm will be approved to another qualified governmental entity only. Which tells me right there in that sentence that no, they can't transfer it to anybody else except another governmental entity. Mm-hmm. Firearms held for use as evidence, uh, firearms being held for the use as evidence in a criminal proceeding need not be registered if they are to be destroyed or abandoned to the ATF when no longer needed as AT or as evidence. Then they got your definitions, your short barreled shotguns, rifles, mm-hmm. machine guns, all you know, destructive devices. So, yeah, that's. But you know what I find most interesting? Now, this, this is pretty serious stuff, really, when they get this. They yeah. have a two-page application form, and really it's a one. And the second page is just definitions and instructions. Their instructions, yeah. guys, are a small paragraph, about a third of the entire second page, what to do. That's it. Yeah, not four pages. Uh, yeah, you see where I'm going with that? So if it's a government entity that's applying to another government entity, ha, you know what? No big deal. We got a one-page yeah. form for you. Fill her out, call her good, and we'll make it a day. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's essentially the only people that fill that form out is manufacturers. Nice. Pool, it's, yeah. it's very rare, very rare for a mom and pop shop uh, store or whatever to fill that form out. <laughs> there. Yeah. Like I said, get familiar with it. Like David said, get familiar with that. I, it's definitely probably somewhere you should go is to atf.gov, and then everything is there. Go read the new 4473. I think it's going it's to be in everybody's best interest to do so, uh, especially with all the changes. Don't be the guy who screws it up. You don't want that. Yeah. Sign up for the newsletter, the ATF newsletter. There you go. It, it comes out um, monthly, and usually what's on there is it talks about what the ATF's been doing um, my personal favorite, everybody gets a chuckle out of them, I guarantee it. <laughs> you see the court cases are coming through and what they did. Oh, so okay. Like, it's like the, the, the busted thing on Facebook. You see the picture, then you guess what they did, and you click yeah, on no, and okay. find out what they did. It's like, dang, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marty chimed in. He goes, maybe technically ain't so bad. I'm watching Guns in the 701 while he's killing on. I think that's a, that's a very smart choice, Marty. Very smart choice. So Doug, he's a he's a, he's with Lar Auto, one of our sponsors here. He's got a question, kind of. So just to be clear, a trust does not have to be established to pass along a form one item to someone in the family. And it's a question. Are you familiar with that? Uh, the, the form one is, <clears throat> boy, I'm pretty rusty on this. It's it's been a long time since I've done NFA stuff. The form one is basically the manufacturer. Like, say, okay. you want to make your own suppressor or short barrel rifle or whatever. That's where the Form 1 is. It's kind of a manufacturing kind of thing. Yeah. Versus the Form 4 is you're buying a finished product. 
Um, my my understanding, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase what I was told from my ATF agent when I first started doing the FFL stuff. Right. It was very clever lawyers that found a way to market something that wasn't necessary. And by all means, trusts are important. You know, if people do it with their land, people do it with their property, people are doing it with their, their guns, suppressors, uh, automatics, whatever they have. It's understandable why they do it. But that fear of the Fed coming in and taking all your toys because you didn't do it in a trust, that's not true. Not true? Okay. No. Uh, actually, I, I, I was a dealer for them. I've, oh, I own many. They're all okay. personal. They're all done form for individual. Um, they're in my will that, uh, you know, the wife takes care of that kind of stuff. And that's the end of it. Well, and know. what, and another thing to mention, so say you don't have your affairs in order on that kind of item. Mm-hmm. You don't have a will put together, whatever it may be. The biggest thing is, is if you don't have your affairs in order, make sure that the family picks somebody that's going to be the executor of the state that is not a felon and isn't restricted by any reason. Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't have your stuff in order and your executor of your state can't possess it, they will come take it because they yes. can't possess it. I bet you no one even thought about that before. Yeah. And, and, and when they think of felons, they think of you know the evil guys you see that are murdering people. There are different types of felons, guys. Uh, felonies are felonies. You know, everything has a has a level, so make sure that it isn't. Imagine even if it's a white collar crime, that was, you know, debt has been paid, but they're still considered a felon. It would probably be an issue, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, by by all means, do what you think is right. Research the your purchase pr- plan, your, you know, continuations. You know, do what's best for you. Right. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that you should or should not do it. I did the individual thing because I'm not worried about the continuation. Right. If it concerns you or if you want to share that article with somebody else, I mean, maybe someday I will put my suppressors into a, a uh, trust. That way my kids can take them. And mine, I, I have mine. Mine are in a trust. I just I did it that way right away. Wrong or right, that's what was suggested to me. So that's what I did. And so, yeah, they, they're not, it's not an issue. They can actually use them. Of course, they're not 21. So I suppose maybe that's an issue now, 18 to 21. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, with the new stuff out there, but no, that's uh so hey Lynette, just to answer you, she said something about the comments ain't coming over on, on fascist book. I noticed that too. I don't know what's going on. Uh we're streaming, I know that's working. But yeah, the comments are not registering for whatever reason. Even when I'm replying, it's uh doing it with the YouTube side of things. So who knows what's going on over there? I don't try to understand what they do over there anymore. So Oh, I'll tell you what, it's coming to the top of the hour. Well, we take our uh, big break and uh, do our double ad, and then we'll come back, and maybe we'll talk a little deer hunting unless people got more questions. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, everyone. We'll be right back, and uh, like I said, we'll either take some questions or maybe we'll talk a little deer hunting, see how everybody did the first weekend. Lauer Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having, and when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? 
Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Guns and the 701 is sponsored by the Blind Guy of North Dakota. For all your custom window coverings, you can contact them at 701-222-3932. They're freedom-minded, they're patriotic, and they love the Second Amendment. This husband-wife team was born and raised right here in North Dakota and based out of Bismarck. Again, for your Second Amendment company, for all your custom window coverings, the Blind Guy of North Dakota, 701-222-3932, or visit them on the web at blindguynd.com. All right, yeah, thanks to Lauer Auto Repair, 309 South, Washington Street, 701-258-6309. sorry. <laughs> I got mixed up there. Anyway, we want to thank Lauer Auto Repair. They do a great job down there. And uh, you know, deer season's upon us. You need a little work done to your pickup. You might want to get in there and get it done. They'll get you on the road. And again, thanks to the blind guy, blindguynd.com. Wyatt and Tammy do a fantastic job. In fact, you'll believe it or not, Jamie's got blinds in his uh, in his Taj Mahal hunting blinds. So he did the work <laughs> out there, and it's he loves them. So guys, get a hold of them, blindguynd.com. All right. So if anyone's got any more questions, you can just roll them in here. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of them, not everything. I know we were talking a little bit about some things that were brought up, and uh, one of those was basically was happening with the uh, pistol brace stuff. And I believe, if I, if I got this right with the latest deal, it landed a three-judge panel in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit has ruled unanimously that the final rule that came from the BATFB on firearm receivers is illegal and has remained has re, uh, let's see and has remanded the case back now to the district court for reconsideration. So that's where where we're at. Um, I think this is far from done. I think it was stupid anyway. It was just another thing to try and regulate everybody over a hunk of plastic essentially. So right now, I guess it's kind of a stalemate. From what I understand, reading all of this, uh, and it, it's a unanimous ruling, so that's a good thing. I think what's going to happen here is if they, you know, they're going to kick it back down there. If that comes out of that district court, again, with the same ruling, I imagine the fifth court's going to probably send it on. If it ends up in the Supreme Court, I guarantee you, uh, the, the fifth can actually overturn it and say, yep, we're going to base this on Bruin. There's no historical basis for this and throw it out. They can appeal it. If it ends up in the Supreme Court, I don't know if it would because the Supreme Court is probably going to rule the same way they did on Bruin. I mean, Bruin was huge. I don't know. I've said that multiple times on here. Bruin was huge because it was based on the historical usage. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I think that's where we're at right now. So right now, we're okay. I know the Second Amendment Foundation was in, in, you know, in, uh, included in this. They were happy with the ruling. And basically, their opinion is the same as mine. ATF has exceeded its authority. They're ruling through regulation. They're making law through regulation. That ain't how it's supposed to do it. They're supposed to do it through Congress. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm kind of interested myself to see how this turns out. Oh, and I thought I'd address part that. Part of it is, you know, they're they're coming up to the point where they're making law-abiding citizens felons overnight. 
Stroke over of a something pen. that is it's cosmetic. Yes, cosmetic. It's just like the assault weapons ban when they passed it. Think about it. Folding stocks, suppress, or it was just, it wasn't even suppressors. It was flash uh, hiders on the end of your guns and, and a mag. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of that was, I mean, what, in a forward grip. There was, I forget how many things on there that violated that. And a lot oh. of it was cosmetic. You know, I, I don't. I don't have my competition rifle back here, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I can tell you right now, my um, my F-Class gun, a lot of listeners probably don't know what F-Class is. The best mm-hmm. way to explain it, it's, it's prone bench rest. It's one shot at a time, precision shooting, you know, not taking anything from anybody else's sports, but right. we, we definitely don't have the game by the ass. It's, it's a hard game to play. And my single shot 308 would not be considered a safe gun it would be considered an assault weapon because the configuration of my single action bolt action gun yep well and that's and that's just it they they take these firearms and they base them on looks um i think they target stuff that they figure maybe not a lot of people really have because there won't be as big of an outcry can you imagine if they came out and said hey all bolt action uh rifles that can take uh, a tube or a mag anywhere from the calibers of 22 up to 50 cal uh very legal now <laughs> and you know what i just described here uh, can you imagine i mean i imagine there would be a little uproar because it pretty much encompasses every single rifle made oh yeah but if you go like after something break. like a pistol brace rather than i mean let's let's face it a pistol brace is a hunk of plastic secure it makes it secure so you, yeah you can shoot it one-handed um, short barreled you know, rifle. I know a lot of handicapped people that have actually used them because they can't move this arm for maybe at a stroke. They're fully functional. Their arm don't work. So they use that because they've got that brace and it allows them to shoot that firearm again, which they should be able to. This It's just, it's insane what they were doing with that to begin with. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, I see a lot of guys. Look at Jamie. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, he, he does everything kind of goofy. We see him in the intro. He probably could use an arm brace from time to time. Well, yeah, he probably <laughs> needs one there. Uh, a great example. We know I Jamie's see. pretty good marksman, right? He he is a good marksman. So what's I, I got? Here's a ten round magazine. Why is that not scary? But the but, big old hunter is. Yeah. See, there's the one he needs. <laughs> Oh yeah, he needs this. Jamie, come on down. You you need this. I mean, you don't. You sit in the blind all day anyway. It's not like you're gonna oh. carry this heavy thing. I mean, here's what he just he had to do this. I don't know if you saw this picture. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> on his Grendel. I believe that's a sixty rounder. But uh, and that's yeah, it looks like one. Yeah. And, and everybody, that's his hunt rifle. I know it might be shocking to some of you, but that's his hunting rifle. So don't don't uh, worry about it. it. It can be used for hunting. He's got all yeah, the evil looks... things on there. He's got oh, the yeah. iPods. He's got that big drum on there. He's got the uh, telescoping stock and a pistol grip and a suppressor with a rail. I, oh, that's that's a scary gun, everybody. Oh, and a muzzle brake <laughs> on her even. Oh, my goodness. We can't have that. Uh, the end of the world is here. Salt weapon. Weapon of war. Isn't that what they always call it? Weapon of war. Yeah. <laughs> I picked so... about 50 weapons of war out of the tires of my pickup today. We've been over the weapons of war thing on here. Uh, yeah, the crossbows are weapons of war. If everybody wants to, if they want to, go review some of the past episodes. 
we kind of broke down the weapons of war several times on here. So Doug puts on here. See, everybody's switching over. I noticed that the YouTube comments are not coming through for whatever reason. But I noticed that uh, everyone switched over to YouTube. Bolt actions with a scope will be considered sniper rifles in the future. Hey, you'll be okay, though, won't you? You're a sharpshooter. Oh, <laughs> right, <no>. David? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah remember? Yeah. Uh, David yep. now, is a, he is a certified... He's certifiable, <laughs> but anyway, he's certified sharpshooter. All right, that, so so more people understand the concept. The, <laughs> when you when you compete in the NRA's uh, sanctioned stuff, there's five classifications: marksman being the bottom, sharpshooter, expert, uh, master, and high master. Um, it's based off percentages, and unfortunately, the the competition side inside the NRA's office is pretty short staffed i mean what is a handful of people do the whole country two it used to be two i, I couldn't believe it when i walked in there and i was like this this is the entire competition department there was two people in there now that's been several years ago but i can't imagine it got any better so so you sit and think about it i, I mean i I've been incredibly lucky. I've had, I've been shooting with some great guys that's been willing to share that you know decades worth of knowledge they hold and Mm-hmm. And I went from a absolute beginner to running with the boys, and uh, yeah. I'm thankful for the guys I shot with. It's been great help, and well, um, yeah, it's it's, it's funny that that's where right? I got placed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, you know, you guys retired or ain't got nothing to do on the weekends or whatever, and I I can't post enough. Take yep. a look, see where the matches are. You know, come check it out, come watch. Um, depending on what it is, I mean. Without more people coming to play with us, the sport's going to die. And the problem and is, is that's not it. There's not a young, lot of young people there either, is there? Um, no. There's getting no, to be a I've, few more. There's probably a close to a 20, 25-year gap between me and the youngest shooter. Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting at. They, unfortunately, it's not, and I do blame a lot of that on the fact that look, look, look what has happened. I mean, we used to have junior rifle clubs in our schools. Well, the Boy Scouts of America had a had a shooting program. F I believe Forest Shooting Sports still has theirs, but it's it's maybe reversing, but it's going to take generations for that to catch up. And hopefully, the competition it'll keep. Hopefully, it'll stay alive long enough to see those new shooters coming in because them guys are a long ways from coming in. I mean, let's face it; yeah. it's not a it's not a cheap sport, but it's you can there is a budget you can do it. You know as well as I do that it can be done, Absolutely. but it's not cheap to do it it's it, and it's gonna it takes dedication uh mostly because of the you got to travel to the competitions on the weekends yeah. mostly it's like you and i are talking i'd love to be part of it but i really don't have the time with running with what i do now i can't be gone every weekend especially in the summertime i just i can't do it <laughs> but it'd be a lot of fun it would definitely be a lot of fun all right what do we got coming in here see Guys, the comments are pretty delayed for whatever reason tonight, uh, even coming out of YouTube, but I just seen one pop in here. But I have to remove. I have to. Sorry, Doug. I got to take the Auto down so I can read it myself. Josh wants to know, where can one find info on the shoots that you're talking about? Me and my son love to shoot rifles and pistols. Well, I can tell you one right off the bat, and I'm sure Jay, uh, David can do, but the North Dakota Shooting Sports Association. I know lists a bunch of them. Is there any place else? Um, yeah, the NDSSA is our our state sanctioned organization. They they cover damn near everything we do. 
Um, they do lift um, the NRA sanction stuff. So if you're chasing recognition on that, you can do it th with them. Um, uh, I can't think of the, all the orga or other organizations they tie up with. So I you, know that you can South Dakota Shooting Sports also used to do it. Um, I don't know if there's anything on the civil defense sites, but uh, I know that TMP, South Dakota yeah. Yeah, and I bet you they've got them listed. I, I would just can't imagine they wouldn't. Um, uh, one of the clubs that's real good about that is the Bismarck Mandan Rifle Club, BMRPA. Yes. They have a calendar on their stuff, and they have stuff going all day, every day, you know, through the weeks, year out, so you can plan your trips. Um, once you get, once you kind of get in a group, they they send out blast emails where the next events are going to be. So. Like myself, I have, I typically shoot Moffitt for the thousand, and then mm -hmm. I'll go up to Rolla for six hundred, or also known as mid range. So the the guys that are saying long range is like three four hundred yards for deer. You're coming up <laughs> short, boys. You, you got coming up a bit short, and and you're talking to a champion shooter here. Uh, David had a really good year last year. He really did, guys. And he don't. I, I he, had a he's great too year. modest to talk about it, but guys, David did an excellent job, and I can't say enough about his skills. They're top notch. Yeah, it's it's like I said. I I mean, you guys helped me along the way. I, you know, I consider you guys as a sponsor. You guys helped me with the store stuff, and it's been fantastic. And and uh, so yeah, I wish we could I've do more too. Run. But like everybody else, we're just getting started. I just brought up something here, guys. Here's your national match uh, right now. The calendar for 2024. You can find this at competitions.nra.org, and this starts in July. So you got uh, week one, two, three. Uh, four and then uh, five in there and then you got your range they got what range 19 and 20 range six and range well they're all range six right now so this is where they're at right now um you can find them on there right at the competitions page on uh nra's website so that's, that's camp one place. atterbury what's that that was camp atterbury is, is that that's a national match yep that's national match okay yep and that's just one of them a lot of them, a lot of nothing else is really on here. Um, I suppose because nothing's really been set yet, would be my guess. Uh, they, they are pretty thin. Uh, I think the okay. NRA typically only lists um, the national stuff, which, oh. like what you just looked at. A lot of it is check your local club's websites. If they do yep. any competitions, they'll they'll have that information there as well. So I just pulled it up here. Um, you got national matches, the Bianchi Cup, it's on here, the Collegiate Championships, which. Getting to be a lot of college teams, guys, a lot of college universities. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to say and proud that uh, when I was working for NRA and with uh, NRA Foundation and Friends of NRA, we funded a lot of them right here in North and South Dakota to get those, to kickstart them, get them their seed money and get them going. And NDSU had a really good one. I imagine they're still out there, but I couldn't tell you. It's been, you know, I've been retired since 2016, so I don't follow that stuff as much anymore. Well, and, and there's there's a bit of pride to be said. Um no, I'm not 100% sure about this. I, I might be talking on my hind end a bit. Um, there's a young girl, Katie Zahn. She holds a bootload of North Dakota's records. She is also one of very few that are internationally distinguished in wow. small bore. I, I think there's less than 20 people have ever achieved that. That's pretty outstanding. So yeah, we and have an, a small town North Dakota girl that's done her job. She's She's made it. She's riding a college bus pulling triggers. And I can tell you right now, that North Dakota has a very, very active shooting sports association. It's probably one of the more active ones I've mm -hmm. ever seen, even when I was traveling around as an NRA rep, 
to other states, I never saw anything like I saw at the North Dakota Shooting Sports Association and how active they were bringing those kids. I mean, they were bringing up those shooters themselves. They developed their own program, and hats off to them for that. I mean, they they had one of the better uh, shooting sports associations that I've seen in, in a long time, so hats off to them. So, guys, I just brought it up here. This was the 2023 schedule. I'll share that with you quick. Like, I mean, I'm just showing you where it is on the website. Uh, give me, there we go, right there it is. This is go. what it looks like. North Dakota Shooting Sports, this is their calendar of events. Of course, that's done for this. I imagine they're getting ready to get geared up, though. Yeah, and, yeah. I'd click on it just, just to see what that yeah. laid out looks like. And that's what I was going to see what it'll load up here for us. It should. There you go. So there was this was the 2023 schedule. And look at that. It started off right there in January. Remember, there's a lot of indoor ranges in North Dakota. Uh, actually, there's a lot of indoor ranges. I mean, more than what you see in a lot of states. So take advantage of those. I mean, Minot's got one. Bismarck's got one. Grand Forks has one. Fargo has one. I don't know if Dickinson's got one yet. I imagine they're going to work on one if they don't. I don't know if they do or not. I've, I've, I haven't heard anything being shot out there. So, but it, it really gives you an opportunity in the winter. I mean, that's really the only way we can do it out here. I'm not going to go out there when it's 30 below. So. Right. But here right. you go. You got January was pretty full. You got February, March, April, We're not May. anything on the screen here. What's that? Uh, we just see the homepage still. We're not seeing the pop-up you got open. Ah. Okay, just a second. Let's see if we can make... I suppose I have to share a different screen. There, can you see it now? Probably not. Nope. Oh, How about now? Yep. There we go. So anyway, like I said, you got something going on in just about every single uh, month. Then you get in here in April, you got your cowboy action shooting up there in Bismarck, and I... Mm -hmm. They're still doing a little that inside, but maybe outside. Uh, uh, in the winter months, they do. Indoor varmint match. That took place in April. Uh, so now you got a 22 black powder cartridge rifle silhouettes. I mean, guys, there is something to do. Here's your high power clinic. So they do clinics too. So if you're interested, mm -hmm. check it out. And right there, you've got Tom Hedrick and his numbers listed. You can give yep. them a holler and they'll get you signed up, I'm sure. I mean, there. Right. this is an I active association. <clears throat> I can't say enough about Tom Hendrick. Um, I've seen him work with new shooters, experienced shooters, stuff like that. He uh, mm -hmm. he's a sling shooter. Um, I, I like I jokingly say they're blind because their targets are twice the size of mine. They call me <laughs> okay. a sandbagger because I don't hold my gun. <laughs> okay. Because <clears throat> we use sandbags to hold the back of the rifles. Yep. So we, it's kind of a friendly joke going back and forth. But uh, <laughs> as far as Tom Hendrick, boy, that that, that man's intelligent, and nothing makes me laugh harder than him watch somebody reach down. Twist his knob on their scope, half a twist without even thinking, and go, that should do it, and puts him right in the black. And it's <laughs> it puts like, him right there. who the hell is that guy? <laughs> that's, that's a guy who shot a lot. Yeah. I even, I'm still, I recognize yeah. a lot of these names on here from NRA days. You got Tom Wright yep. up there in Grand Forks and Walt, Walt Fairbanks. Uh, all these guys were part of the NRA stuff back when I first started. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, so there it's you a go. Fantastic group, it really. That's is. where you find it. Uh, that's just the North Dakota Shooting Sports Association. It's real easy, guys. NDSSA.org. That's a pretty easy way to find them. So, hopefully, that answered everybody. Brian yeah. uh, Honor, he says no indoor in Dickinson. I know that's what I kind of thought. <laughs> Doug Wolf, what's it take to get the Rock Range listed? <laughs> no kidding, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> you, you haven't had the pleasure yet, have you, Dave? 
I have not. It sounds like a hoot out there, though. <laughs> we're going to have to make sure. I know, I think last year or this year, I guess it was still, like you were busy. I think you were at a match when we were all up there at 2A day, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I was, oh. I, was um, I believe I was shooting the state championship and ended up taking a third. Yeah. We'll have to get you up there. Definitely have to get you up there. Hey, uh, one shot cap says, didn't hear if JD got his deer. Not that I am aware of yet. I know he didn't get it this weekend. Uh, but uh, he's up there right now. Who well, actually, right now it'd be eight eighteen where he's at. So he's at the saddle store. He's not at the he's not at the place. He's at the saddle store <laughs> uh, He's pretty hardcore. Right. He might be sitting in the the old Taj Mahal there with a cot Maybe. and a bottle of water. And a thermal. <laughs> no. Hey. They get mad about that, don't they? All right, guys, we're I gonna take so. one last break here and then we're gonna come back and we'll just kind of said i'm going to kind of update you on what happened here deer season um if you want to you can do the same and then we'll probably do a happy ending of the week and we'll probably sign off for the week so we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out thank our Laurado, one of our great sponsors here at guns in the 701 lower auto repair they're located at 309 south washington street in bismarck north dakota or give them a call at 701-258-6308 the team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your Pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our Pro Second Amendment, Pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. All right, again, thanks to Lauer Auto Repair down there. They do some great work. And again, 701-258-6308, that's where you're going to find those guys and they'll get you in and get you back on the road, tip-top shape, plus they're supporting your Second Amendment rights. So, hey, I, I had to come back in when we came in right here. Doug says, GPS says he's at the saddle sore. <laughs> can't even hide. We can't even hide anymore. We got him low jacked. So, anyway, I'm just going to kind of say something about we had a few pictures come in. Um, so, I'm going to put them up here. Uh, Josh Patterson and his son were out, had a successful hunt. We'll go ahead and put that up here. There it comes. That's his son, Brody, his very first buck. So congratulations to them. They had a great time. I don't exactly know where they were hunting, but uh, sent that in and got a nice little buck. And uh, I don't know what rifle that almost looks like. That's a laminated stock, of course. But mm -hmm. yeah, Good job. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see that we got them young guys out there. And then I had the pleasure of taking out a guy. Um, this guy's name is uh, Jordan Abrahamson. He came up here with uh, well, be Jeff Magrum's nephew, Colin. And uh, they had never hunted deer before, neither of them. Uh, they're in their 20s. And I said, yeah, sure, bring them up. So we went out. This was right before basically getting to the end of the day. And I put him on the does, and he drilled that one. I believe it was 320-some yards. Not not a long shot, but uh, long. You know what? For a first-time shooter, congratulations. And he dropped it. It was one shot. So uh, he took a nice fat doe off of our cut corn and uh, had a great time. And was able to get him a, a nice deer for his first time. So we went out and did that. Um, I can tell you right now, guys, uh, deer hunters were plentiful and the deer not so much. Uh, it was kind of frustrating at times. Um, 
I can't stress this enough to everybody. If you're going to hunt, especially around uh, public taxpayer-owned land, please pull off of the roads. There was hay being hauled all weekend, too. And, I mean, I watched a couple guys dang there get their pickup doors taken off. You know, the parking on the other side of a hill right at the top, you know, right below the crest. That's a good way to get dead, really, if, if you got them trucks rolling. So oh, please yeah. get off of there. Get off them roads. Pull off. Do your thing. But don't don't just stop in the middle of the darn road. I mean, it's a hazard to everybody, anybody, really. Josh says it was a savage axis. That's what I thought it might be. He says, we put a Boyd stock on it, sweet shooting rifle, and very accurate. You know, savage make them axes, you know what, out of the box, first rifle. Nothing wrong with those. That's what both no. my boys had as their first rifles. Now they got a co- their choice of dad's rifles if they want to try them out. I suppose I better not leave my sight. I though, compete right? with Savage. Savage yeah. makes a good rifle. They really, truly do. So anyway, it was a great uh, opener for some people. Uh, but the deer, the deer, the numbers are down, especially in 3F2. And I've been saying that all year. And uh, I was right. I, I didn't see a lot of difference this year. I, a few new ones showed up on our place mostly because I don't have the pressure on it because I'm pretty selective as to who hunts it. But everything got pushed off of those uh, public pieces and then on everybody's private. So there's a few more there, but there's no more deer than there were. They're just in different spots. And people having trouble filling their tags. And I mean, everyone has a doe tag this year. Uh, there was a ton of 3F2 doe tags left. They should have just got rid of them and, and give the herd a break. But they didn't. So there's a lot of people having trouble filling their tags. But met a lot of great new people. Um, gave them my number. Uh, you know what, maybe next year we'll see what the population looks like, but I've pretty much the people I've got hunting on here other than myself. That's about all we can handle right now. I wouldn't want to take any more deer than that off here. So good, good weekend. So how'd yours go? Oh, mine went pretty good, but I got to ask, yes. did you break them in properly? First time hunting deer? Do they follow tradition? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, I don't even know if they, I'll be honest, when I, when they dropped it, it was, it looks light in that picture. It wasn't, it, it was mm. right at the end. And I was like, I'm walking back to get the pickup guys. You, you guys take care of the, you know, I asked them if they knew how to dress it. They said, well, we watched mm. some videos. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> ran them through quickly the basics and they, they did it. Uh, I went up, got the pickup, hiked back over there, got it, come down there. And uh, they pretty much had it done. I showed them how to, do the old, you know, the old butthole trick, and uh, that yeah. that helped them. They didn't really, they heard about it, but they didn't really know how to do it. Got that. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not going to clean their deer for them. I had just instructed them, and they did a good job. We threw it in the pickup, and we went home. So it was a good day. But, no, we did not take partake in the tradition that many do. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fact, there wasn't any heart left yeah. as far as the heart goes. Um, and, you know, I mean, he had a dead ringer there. It's good to well, That's good. I mean, when you go over there and it's just pieces, that that's a good shot. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, yeah. I can uh, I can say that I got a good bit of heart left in mine. I double lung mine. I just barely grazed the heart, and unfortunately, the old seven mag being that close, <laughs> it doesn't do much other than put a hole in them. So yeah, <laughs> well. The... So I got a heart playing in the in the fridge over here, waiting to be sliced and fried. I know Eric, you know, my buddy Eric who listens, he, he likes the heart. And he loves liver. He's always sending us pictures of liver and onions, and he can have all the livers. Uh, I'm not a liver and onion guy. <laughs> well, he should have said something. I had a, I had a probably, probably about a steak size one there yeah. for him. Nice, thick, good color. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, it, it was a healthy beef deer for sure. I never liked the liver, but I one thing I noticed cleaning, when them guys were cleaning that deer, 
the fat. So the deer that are out there, of course, those are you know, them cornfields mm -hmm. have been there and they've been eating in them. And I mean, fat, the fat on that deer, that should be good eating. It really should be. Uh, another guy well, that was down, you know, they got one, same thing, come off the cornfield on the other side of the property. and Another just fat. So I guess that's good. Well, the old adage is, you know, when the deer are fat, that means we might have a rough winter. And a lot of the jackrabbits were already white. The coyotes that we've seen were pretty heavy already. And uh, we harvest, my group harvested two different bucks uh, 80 miles apart. Okay. And most, they both had fat layers yeah. inside, outside, in between the meat. So we might have a rough winter. I hope not. I'm, I'm tired of it already. <laughs> Last year was a long, long winter. Um, I hope we don't get that. Yeah, Eric chimed in. Says, oh yeah, heck yeah, liver and onions, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> so yeah. So well, we got one more tag to fill. Maybe I could save you the liver from that one. <laughs> there you go. And I still got mine to fill. I haven't filled nothing yet. So, but uh, the boys each got one, and we're we're gonna go out. And we'll see. We might go out tomorrow evening when they get home from school. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll get home from school and give it a try. I should just keep them home and go. So we're about at the bottom of the hour. So before we go, we got one thing we do. I cannot let this not go on. Jamie's not here to do it, but I do have a happy ending of the week. So we can't let JD's <laughs> clip. I'm not going to do a comedy company, but we're going to do the happy ending of the week. Um, I still like that clip. <laughs> I love that video clip. Never mind. I'll, I'll leave. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> so, all right. This one comes from uh, Valajo. I think that's how you pronounce it. California. Uh, the homeowner it took a stand against a brazen intruder leading to the fatal shooting that now is taking uh, the town talking. It has left them talking all about it. Incident occurred in broad daylight about 9.43 a.m. when the burglar smashed through the glass in front door of a residence on Georgia Street. The homeowner, defending their property and their life, shot the suspect, who was later pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, it, what I found interesting in this article, and then when I went and checked it out, California marked that already as a homicide, even though it was in self-defense. So that gives you a little insight onto their numbers. If they call that out, that's not a homicide. As far as I'm concerned, that was just you know no. taking out the trash. But anyway, I, I just had to point that one out. They say that the details are still unfolding, but the police department arrived to find the man shot at least once. Homeowner said that uh, they are said to be cooperating with the investigation, and authorities are calling for anyone with additional information to come forward. Sergeant Rashad Hollis, though, did say, that's the public information officer, that it appears that the homeowner did act in self-defense and very unlikely that anyone will be arrested. So... Yeah, uh, I guess one other quick thing is it wasn't that far away from the police department. So here you got these things happen. It sounds like it's only like a block away from the actual police department out there in that community. But yeah, the you know basically the person said, nope, uh, self-defense, they were going to uh, go after me. So I took them out and I don't blame them. It was noted though that a neighbor said that this guy has had, uh, it, the suspect was known for aggressive behavior, often yelling and screaming and insisting fear in those around him and been arrested many times. So, gee, so the guy comes in, it sounded like he probably had a gun. Um, I was looking at some other articles and trying to follow up. But that's all I could find. So if he did, he already was breaking the law because he'd been arrested for multiple burglaries and things like that. Kind of a bad apple. And you know what? It's a happy ending because now we don't have to worry about him anymore. 
and an innocent person used another firearm in self-defense. So there's your happy ending of the week. <laughs> what do you think about that one? That's always a good That's, day. It's always a That's good always day. a good day. So, you know, I'm not saying we need the good old vigilante days back, but okay. it, I think if, um, you know, the quote from Mike Tyson, people forgot what it's like to get punched in the face. Yes, I am. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you see what happened in Congress? <clears throat> nope, Kevin, no, I have not. Kevin McCarthy took a pop shot or something at, I haven't, I haven't looked at all the details, but evidently Kevin McCarthy can't take not being a speaker and he evidently ever no. elbowed someone or give him a punch or something. So, uh, Matt Gates actually brought up, uh, I think it was a, a bill or something to basically for his actions. I know I didn't read, I just caught it. it must've happened either yesterday or today. I'll have to look more into it. Maybe we'll talk about it on Friday, but yeah. So it's getting wild in Congress even. So I have to see what that one's all about. But yeah, I had to mention it because he talked about being punched out. So he's maybe, maybe oh, Mike yeah. Tyson's on to something there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I just, Mike Tyson's getting up there in age, but. I, I still don't think I'd want to make that old boy oh, mad. Oh, he used to. I mean, even, <laughs> even in his prime, he hit hard. I bet he still does. I, the guy was just a powerhouse. And uh, Boy, he does uh, fundraiser fights now where mm-hmm. uh, he does a little expose thing, boxes okay. a couple of local guys, and cool. all the money goes to a charity, a local charity of some sort. And, I think, and um, yeah. I've watched his training videos. Like, what is he, like 50, 60 something? Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, uh, you blink, you miss his jabs. Still. <laughs> The guy was, he dominated boxing for for a long time and he couldn't get his personal crap together. You know, he had some issues, but I mean, maybe he's okay. All those pictures of walking around with powder on his mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Biting ears off. Yeah, that, old, that old boy liked the donuts. Yeah, he really so, liked his donuts. Dougie says, hey, lots of fat on the deer we've taken. There you go. There's another report. So uh, yeah. I think everybody's kind of seeing that. So. Well, I tell you what, I guess we're coming up. I think that's an hour and a half. We've been trying to limit it to that because, uh, well, it just gets too long otherwise. But I want to thank you, David. Is there anything you want to add before we sign off tonight? Well, the usual, be safe. <laughs> Do the old uh, tourniquet thing if you cut your finger off. <laughs> yeah. You know, those, those, those knives are sharp, boys. You got to be careful. Some people, Sometimes some the old dirt from the grass and a little cigarette lighter. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've seen that butter knife you like to carry. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, be safe out there. I mean, as much as I hate the regulation of all the stuff that goes with it, wear your orange. You know, watch out. Do your best to be safe out there because last thing we need to do is bury somebody before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that's just a whole, that's bad on all kinds of levels. So, yeah, I'm with you. Be safe out there. Respect the landowners. If you're hunting private land or if you're not even and, and you're talking to them, just be respectful. You'd be surprised how many doors open up just by showing some respect. Um, you don't own private land. I mean, if you're if you're not the owner, you have no rights to it. Even and if you're on the public land, same thing. Be respectful. You know, don't be like today when I drove between the, the section line of, of the public land and mine today. You know, I know you got to take a dump, but can you at least use a little shovel and bury it and not leave a roll of toilet paper everywhere? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It, that is not the kinds of things that are going to get you on private land. You see that and it just torques you off. It torques mm-hmm. me off. I don't do that and I don't expect anybody oh, else yeah. to. So. Well, it's November. We don't need Christmas trees quite yet. <laughs> exactly. So Eric says we own our land. Us too. We do. So anyway, just be respectful. Do the right thing out there. Have some fun. Uh, and I can't stress this enough. Take a kid out there. Get them going. That's how, that's how I got started. 
my dad didn't hunt but uh basically mm. i had a guy that would that took me out and uh, showed me how to shoot and do it safely and, and i know eric can contest i wasn't exactly the safest person at first because i didn't know no better but uh <laughs> yeah do it do it right have some fun be out there and uh, i want to remind everybody 5 50 a.m radio kfyr mitchell in the morning 8 15 uh, central time 7 15 mountain and you can catch us there every single friday with mitchell in the morning uh got some topics and we're going to be giving away something so tune in and have a little trivia question and we're going to do a little gift package and uh have you call in uh that'll be on friday morning again so again with that hey what's that how many tickets do you have left for that raffle oh i guess i haven't counted lately you need some more I, I could probably use a few more to sell, but what I'm getting at is, you fellas listening, ladies, you, you guys need to buy a few more of those tickets because I, I talk Clay into buying that gun for this raffle to sell out. <laughs> he, he's not going to trust my judgment anymore. <laughs> yeah, we still have a few. Um, I Maybe 20, 25. Um, we're darn near sold out. So, I mean, that's I'm taking them with me this weekend to the uh, state convention for the Farm Bureau. I'll have them there. I might even get rid of them there. But if you want any, don't hesitate to email me at guns at gunsin701.com or you, or you can call me uh, if you got my number. Most of you guys do, 605-430-9503, and we can get you hooked up. Just had a guy send in a check and got some tickets out of out of the Black Hills area. They're Star of the West Hat Company. So thanks to Brad, uh, your tickets are in the mail. We got the check. We're ready to go. So, yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, that, that gun is something special. I know we're getting a tad long here, but. I, oh I, man, I want I that. Play a lot of I have to come through here. That oh, that gun turns me a twelve-year-old kid. I get giddy as hell. <laughs> Noreen AR10 30 odd six hunting rifle, right? Hunting rifle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A and uh, engraving, Cerakoted the entire thing, and they made those stainless steel plates to put in there. And it's just it's 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 basic and simple in in the engraving and the Cerakoting, I guess you could say, but mm-hmm. durable and usable, and it's a fine quality item. I mean. You ain't gonna buy that gun for anywhere under three grand. I don't. I don't think no. you could anywhere. So no. Get your ticket. Twenty bucks, guys. Again, guns at gunsandseven01.com. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me, and then it comes straight into my phone, and I will have a ticket. But like I said, I'm taking them with me this weekend, and I, I said there's twenty or twenty-five left, so I have a feeling we'll probably get rid of them. So That'd anyway, great. Well, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we want to wish JD a little bit of luck there. Hopefully, he gets the big one. I know there's some nice muleys running around that place. Thanks to David Fetting, 1760 Sports. Again, tell us where we can find you. At 1760sports.com. Phone number 701-390-8139. Feel free to call, text. If I don't answer, you know, that's what the voicemail is for. I always get back to you. There you go. And, guys, David's a great patriot. He's been great with us, working with us. And can't think of anyone better to fill in for JD tonight. So thanks again, David, for coming on. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the, the welcoming and, JD, give me the old, oh, I'm hunting. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. Didn't yeah, so. yeah, that's pretty much how that text went. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, again, have a, have a great time out there this weekend. Uh, go get that big one. If you're just hunting meat, go get one get some meat. Can't, can't get oh, yeah. any better than that. Guys, with that, take care. We're going to call it an evening. And as I always say, keep your powder dry. Take it easy, everybody.